I've been a wild rover for many a year I spent so many money on whiskey and fare But now I'm returning with gold in great store I promise to play the wild rover no more And it's no day Hello everyone and welcome to the next episode of The Ordinary Photographer and obviously different opening music this week for those of you that are familiar with a band called The Pose and the lead singer Shane McGowan you'll know that he passed away a couple of days ago, three days ago I think um, and I think that's one of the first musicians to snuff it that's uh, had a bit of an impact on me really. Uh, big Pokes fan. My dad was a massive folk fan. He used to take me to the folk club uh, where we'd listen to all sorts of stuff and I really enjoyed listening to folk music. A lot of it was Irish folk music, but a lot of British folk music as well. And um, then when I heard the Pogues on John Peel back in the early 80s, it was like, okay. And I bought all the stuff. It was my first CD. The first CD I bought was a Pogues album. Um, I think it was I Should Fall From Race With God which would have been 88, something like that. Um, bought that on CD, but prior to that, everything else was on vinyl. Had a green vinyl of Red Roses for me. So the Pogues had a big, were a big part of my life, and that first song was um, Wild Rover, which was a B-side of Sally McLennan on the 7-inch that was on the jukebox in the um, Student Union bar. And so that song and Sally McLennan got played pretty much constantly. <laughs> And, and so they're my two favourite songs. So I thought I'd play a bit of one at the beginning and I'll play a bit of one at the end. Well, I might play all of it at the end, I don't know. But uh, anyway, Christmas is coming and uh, I'm sure Fairy Tale of New York will be in the charts. There's quite a good... <laughs> Justin Hawkins from The Darkness has got a um, YouTube channel and, and his uh, saying goodbye to Shane McGowan... <laughs> He said all the all the best Christmas records only ever make it to number two because their uh, their Christmas single only made it to number two and Fairy Tale of New York only made it to number two on the um, the year it was released. So <laughs> I thought that was quite funny, but um, yeah, Shane Shane McGowan about as, as punk as it gets, um, and a tragic loss, but not entirely unexpected, I suppose. Live life hard. <laughs> Live. <laughs> Live fast, die young, and make a good-looking corpse while he managed two out of three. Um, so, so really, I guess this week I wanted to think about... I've been trying to do a podcast now for, for three, four weeks on this subject, and they've all ended up getting deleted because they were all rubbish because I didn't plan it out. So this time, I've still not planned it out. <laughs> but I'm hoping... Hoping I might make it through because it's Sunday night, <laughs> and 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 I think I think we need to get a podcast out. So, for those of you who are coming up to Christmas and have got um, people around you asking you what you want for Christmas, I thought what I would do today is just go through some of my photo books, my t my top eleven. <laughs> you can't do a top ten, top eleven photo books, uh, which probably apply to a very specialist audience, I guess. 
and it's not um, they're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But I don't think you can go wrong with a photography book for Christmas, uh, just just to give you a bit of inspiration and, and a bit of kind of oomph to get up and at them with your camera, because ultimately taking pictures is what makes your photography better. So without further ado. And I start with the first book, which is um, it's by Blue Coat Press. Now, if you're not familiar with Blue Coat Press, they're a publishing house in the UK that publish an awful lot of photo books at very reasonable prices. Uh, and this one's called Being English. Um, it's by Patrick Ward. The cover price inside is 20 quid, so really not the end of the world. But the photography in it is very much about being English, and it's not got that kind of Martin Parr look to it. Martin Parr's work can often come across as quite sarcastic or piss-takey at times, whereas this doesn't come across like that at all. And it's, it is it is very, very English reading through it. It is, it is what it means to be English. There's an awful lot of images there that when you look at them you'll have a smile. So that's definitely... It's a nice big hardback book. Uh, looks pretty good. Decent cover image. Being English by Patrick Ward. That's book number one. Book number two, um, not quite as easy to find. This is by Philip Halsman, and it's called The Jump Book. And this is his book that he... <laughs> the inside cover says, This book contains something you've probably never seen before. 197 of the 20th century's most important and famous people jumping. Um... And it's, it's got people like Marilyn Monroe in it, Deborah Kerr, Zaza Gabor. Uh, who else have we got in here? Richard Nixon. <laughs> Even Oppenheimer. It's it's just a really, really interesting project. I mean, it's a very simple premise. You can just get people jumping and take a picture while they're jumping. And I think <laughs> it's just interesting to see the looks on people's faces. Obviously, they've been asked to jump for him for his book the expression on their faces the way they go about it i think it's just a great little project idea that's completely off the wall which is very much like an awful lot of Halsman's photography was it's a bit weird it's a bit crazy and it's great and it's one of my favorite books and obviously it's not published anymore i don't think but i'm sure you can get hold of it let's have a quick look on ebay see if we can get some information Okay, that's ridiculous. So, if you want to buy it, it looks like you can buy it in America at the most reasonably priced prices. So if you're in the US, go and look up Philip Halsman's Jump Book. There's one there that's saying 22 quid, buy it now. I don't know what that is in dollars, probably around $20, something like that. So that's probably, I know a bit more, wouldn't it, $24, $25. Well worth it. Uh, if you want it in the UK, ooh, that's silly prices. Well, do what I did, keep an eye out for it in charity shops, or give it, give it, put it on your Christmas list and then just <laughs> let people struggle if they want to try and get hold of something that's really, really unusual. Um, but yeah, great book. Gosh, I can't believe those prices. Uh, what, hang on, let's look at sold items. Oh, there we go, 20 quid in the UK. 15 quid. Yeah, you can buy it. It just doesn't look like it's very often available. Oh, God, somebody's paid 140 quid. Oh, it's signed. Okay, fair enough. 
so yeah no that's very reasonably priced 20 quid i think that's 20 quid well spent if you um if you're interested in quirky and unusual and strange projects book three i think i talked about this last week or the other week when i was talking about um cinematographers roger deakins's deakins's byways i problems saying that last time didn't i it's a great book it's a nice big hardback uh, the images in there are nice and big and and it's it's really good actually do you know what now i think about this looking at this i'd actually replace this for jeff bridges's roger deakins's jeff bridges's for jeff bridges's book if you can get hold of that one pictures volume there's there's two volumes of this volume one and volume two um having a quick look at that 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 the jeff bridges book is an awful lot of pictures of him on set taking pictures with his wide lux camera and it's a kind of a narrow landscape orientation type book and when you open it up the pictures go across two pages so it's really really good and obviously if you've any interest in films especially films that have had jeff bridges in them then you will definitely be interested in that and that's that's a nice that's a good that's a good old present that is something that people could you pass around the house and the other people can get involved with so roger deakins byways or jeff bridges pictures volume two or volume one if you can get hold of it book four that's another one of my one of my favorite books that's what you're getting is all you're getting is my favorite books is uh by a photographer called Kevin Cummins, who did a lot of f photography of bands uh, in Manchester in the 80s and early 90s, late 70s through to early 90s, I guess. Uh, the book's called Looking for the Light Through the Pouring Rain, and it basically covers Manchester from Joy Division through to Oasis, that would be the timeline, really. There's a few bits of Smith's stuff in there. Mark E. Smith with the fall, Stone Roses, um, Happy Mondays, obviously, and good old Bez. But it's a, it's a, it's a really good study of Manchester and that Manchester music scene. If you've not seen Twenty Four Hour Party People, I would encourage you to go and. Uh, go and have a look at that film and that, that kind of covers the documentary side of it but I remember when I first got this book and I, there's a there's a double page spread of, of a crowd at a gig the guy dead center in the frame is just standing there with a spaced out look on his face and and a bottle of Evo stick which was the, the kind of glue that you used to get with a when you took the lid off it had a brush on it so you could paint a bit like we get copy decks in the UK, which was nobody wanted to sniff that, but a lot of people were sniffing Evo stick, and and this picture is particularly of its time, uh, and, and and it's it's really good in that it's got um, commentary in there by Paul Morley, and members of Joy Division. Actually, no, it's only Peter Hook. He has plenty to say. Uh, Stuart McConey, John Harris, and it's even got Tony Wilson, and, and I think. If I remember correctly, Tony Wilson wrote the afterword for this book on the, like, the day before, a couple of days before he died. So it's got a degree of poignancy to it. It's a great book, um, and I think you can get it. It's, that's not too badly priced. Yeah, 25 quid, you can get that in the softback, I think. Yeah, paperback, you can get that from Amazon, 25 quid. Great book. If you get the hardback version, obviously, that's nicer. But 
California Trip by Dennis Stock is the next one. Um, if you're interested in if you're interested in the 60s and the 70s America or California at that time, it's a really good documentary book that that's very much of its time. Again, uh, I, I guess a lot of these a lot of these books are gonna be like that, but this this particular one, I think I've got the I've got a reprint of it, which was quite reasonable. Let's do a quick check. Yeah, that's still that's still quite easily available. Another twenty twenty two quid on um, on Amazon there. So it's a nice book, and obviously of its time. I've just said that already. But it's a really nice documentary book. Not too much text in this. It's just all pictures, but really um, really cool. I, I quite <laughs> I just like reminiscing and, and a bit of nostalgia and stuff like that. My parents moved to. Um, well, they were in, actually in Canada, but the, the photos I saw of them in Canada were very similar, which would have been of that time, very similar. So there's a little bit of reminiscing there for me. But I, th I think that's a, that's a nice little book. The next one is Faye Godwin's Land. And for that one, you're going to eBay. And, oh, not, not particularly cheap. Let's see what the sold ones look like. Oh, right, okay, yes, you, if you wait around for it, you can get it cheap. Seven quid, ten quid, fifteen quid. So, Faye Godwin's Land. It's got an essay by John Fowles. For those of you who are relatively well read, well read, well read. Um, he wrote a great book called The Magus that was made into a film with uh, Michael Caine, I think. But see, Faye Godwin's work is quite beautiful, but also not what you would expect from certainly modern landscape photographers today. I, I just love the way she looks and she the way she sees the land, I think, as what it is rather than as something that needs to be prettified up to make it look good. She just took pictures of what was there in front of her and the photograph, they're all in black and white, obviously. They just look so good. And the, the introduction at the very beginning by um, John Fowles is, is also very interesting. And, and being able to get this for less than 15 quid if you hunt around on eBay... It's an absolute steal, I think. So, yeah, Faye Godwin, Land. This one, I really, really like this book. This, again, this is going back to my childhood and hearing about the troubles in Northern Ireland. This book is called The Battle of Bogside. It's by a chap called Clive Limpkin. Um, and this one, you have to dig around on the internet to find it, but you just go to the, the people who publish it, who's publishing it. Guildhall Press. And order it from there because it's he was a documentary photographer during the troubles and this particular book covers the battle of bogside and it's got the history in there it's got his anecdotes about what it was like and the photographs are pretty bloody scary it's a very sad very sad situation but it reminds us all that war is terrible and in this instance it wasn't so very far from home so uh I would, if you if you're interested in history of any any kind, I would I would definitely see if you can get hold of it. But the photographs in it are, are absolutely um, stunning, really. Not not again, not an expensive one that. Uh, yeah, you go to the first book I was ever bought. My wife bought me this one. She's even snipped the corner price tag off, so we'll have to go and look on the internet again, and see how much this one goes for. Oh, look at that, four ninety nine. If you can find it. 
so people obviously not that bothered about it. Uh, for me, he's one of my favourite photographers, a chap called Simon Marston. Um, pretty much exclusively used infrared film. And the book is called Visions of Poe. And, and this particular book has an awful lot of Edgar Allan Poe's stories intermingled with Simon Marston's photography. Um, as you can imagine, if you've ever used infrared film, it does give a certain look that lends itself quite well to churchyards and desolate places and things like that. And, you know, the way Simon Marsden worked, there wasn't a whole... He just slapped Kodak HIE infrared film into his camera, put a red filter on the front and went and took pictures. And, and so there was no tripods or, or long setting up or anything like that. And, and I've got to be honest, the atmosphere that comes across in the images, along with Edgar Allan Poe's stuff, now uh, you may or may not be a fan of his work. I suppose if you're not a fan of his work, this book probably wouldn't apply, but it's a really nice hardback book and it looks like you can get it dirt cheap. I don't, he's a British photographer, so I don't know how easy it'd be to find if you're in other countries. But again, as a cheap present for somebody, if you've got um, any kids out there that don't want to spend more than a tenner on dad or mum for Christmas and you're interested in Poe's work, just give them this. They'll have to put the work in to get it, even though it won't cost them much, which is, I think, quite nice when it comes to presents. Um, getting on to the last three now, and the, the this particular book, for those of you that don't know, Elliot Erwitt also passed away on the 30th of November, as well as Shane McGowan. And I have two of his books, but the one I like the most is called Found and Not Lost. Um, and <laughs> basically, <laughs> it's called Found Not Lost because these are all of his photographs that were in a box that had a sticker on it that said, don't bother, pics useless. Um, so Elliot Albert had discarded these images, but then later on in his life, um, I think that he, was, he did this when he was 92. don't know when the book was published, but it wasn't long ago. So he did have a good innings. Um, but they were all photos he discarded. And do you know what? They're just fantastic. I do like Elliot Irwitt's work. There's a real variety of work in here. It's not just all street photography. There's all sorts of different kinds of things going on but it is mostly documentary type stuff which again is my, is my is my thing so found not lost by Elliot Erwitt and I think this is expensive whichever way you look at it uh, 50 quid on eBay and I can imagine on Amazon it's gonna be about the same because it's quite new oh, 68 quid on Amazon so not a cheap book but very, really, really nice. And it's a, it's a nice book to have on the uh, bookshelf. And, and it's a good chunky thing as well. You could definitely deal with burglars with it. Um, and it'd definitely stop a bullet if you stuck it inside your, inside your coat. But um, it's a great book. I won't say any more, really. Two left. The second book I bought when I was looking at portraits, Andy Gotts is the author, and the book's called Degrees. Um, and many years ago, there was a game that um, degrees is loosely based on the theory of six degrees of separation and the world famous cinema game, The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, in which you try and connect any actor you can think of to Kevin Bacon. I think it's within six movies. And 
what basically happened was when Andy Gotts did this, he, I think he started, did he start with Kevin Bacon? Or did he finish with him? No, he finished with him. He started with a celebrity and then he asked that celebrity to refer him to another celebrity and he kept going until he got to Kevin Bacon, who I think is the last photo in the book. I'll just check. Yeah, and Kevin Bacon wrote the afterword as well, which what's really good about this book is it's, it's LP sized and it's really chunky and it's a hardback and the portraits in it are amazing. Just black, they're all black and white portraits. But in every instance, he's worked with the available light he had when he went to take that photo of, of that celebrity because he wasn't doing photo shoot per se. He was just bouncing around from celebrity to celebrity. And so if you want any ideas for how to pose people or how to work with people, this book has some fantastic inspiration when it comes to portraits. And the chances are, you know, if you're over... 30 you'll probably recognize and know an awful lot of the actors and actresses that are portrayed in this book and and it's i found it quite interesting to see that the character of the different celebrities and and there and they read the anecdotes and understand how how he got in those situations it is a fantastic it's a fantastic book it's big it's big and weighty but it is really good and let's just price that one up 25 25 quid for the hardcover okay that's really good and it looks like he's got another oh, he's got a couple of other books out but that one 25 quid you cannot go wrong especially if you're interested in portrait photography um because a lot of the time he's working with table lamps and windows and things like that not like complicated and strange flash setups so uh, when it comes to inspiration for portraits that is a great book. And the last one's my most recent one. My wife got me this. And it's called Shot in the Dark, and it's a collected photography of David Arnoff. Uh, this book is punk, probably. Punk from the late 70s, early 80s. And it's got a lot of cramped stuff in there, which is my cup of tea. Sorry, if about, I'm turning the pages in the background just to... I don't know why I'm doing that. It's probably coming out on the uh, recording. But there's cramp stuff, Blondie, Dead Kennedys, the cramps. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I uh, and and do you know what struck me about this is, <laughs> and it struck me about this with uh, Andy, uh, Andy Cummins's book, Kevin Cummins's book, is how difficult it must have been to shoot film in the lighting conditions that they were often dealt with when it came to bands and music back in the olden days of the 80s poor light high speed film probably shooting wide open apertures because just just for the light gathering it looks like some of these have been taken with flash but as a journey back through the certainly the punk slash rock eras being juries in here even the sisters of mercy and bauhaus rob halford judas priest Okay, so yes, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of rock in here as well. As the Ramones, obviously. There's quite a lot of Ramones in here. Susie and the Banshees, Elvis Costello. An awful lot of stuff that I'm not, even I'm not familiar with. Oh, The Damned. There's quite a bit of Damned stuff in here as well. So um, I just find it fascinating to look back and see all these, all these people when they were young. <laughs> because uh, I think when I was watching that, I watched a couple of Pogues gigs, actually. I went to see Pogues, the Pogues in 88 and I went to see them again in 2006 and the difference between the two gigs was just unbelievable. 
there's a, a gig on YouTube. There's an 88 gig at the Town and Country Club in London on YouTube that was pretty much around the same time that I went. I went to see them in London. I don't think it was the Town and Country Club. I think it was Hammersmith Odeon. But the difference between then and, what, 20 years later in 2006 was was unbelievable. Paul Shane McGowan was, um, was pretty much unable to sing because of um, how drunk he was. But but looking back at the earlier stuff, you can see how tight they are as a band. You can see the um, the energy that's there. And that energy obviously dissipates as people get older. I'm sure that's a natural thing. Um, and, and these photographs capture that energy, very much capture that energy, and very much capture the punk kind of way of looking at things. And it was quite poignant for me to get this. And there's no Pogues stuff in, there's no Pogues pictures in here. But it... it I still I still consider the Pogues to be punk, even though it's folk. It was their attitude and ethos. So um, I quite like this one. It's it's um, I've got a few other music books, but they're probably even more special specialised than this. Um, so Shot in the Dark by David Arnoff. What's the price on that? I don't think that's too bad either. Thirty quid. Thirty quid on Amazon. It's just quite a new book, so well worth it if you ask me. So that's it. This was really just um, if you're looking for Christmas presents and if you want somebody to um, to give somebody a, a list of something that might that's not massively expensive, you could probably make yourself up a wish list on Amazon and send that out to people if you wanted to. But uh, even if those books haven't tickled your fancy, photography books, I think, of the work of photographers who you're interested in, make quite good, relatively inexpensive gifts. If, if people are asking you what it is you want. Um, and and I, I always find it really enjoyable sometimes, especially on a rainy Sunday, to sit down with a couple of them and just go through them slowly and just admire the talent that went into the photographs, to look at the subject content of the photographs, if it's something I'm interested in, and, and just generally while away a few hours imagining I could do it. <laughs> so um, on that note, I shall leave you and hopefully catch up with you in another couple of weeks. Christmas special? Nah. No, I won't bother with all that nonsense. And I've forgotten what volume I had the slider on, so apologies if this is really loud. But I will catch up with you next time, and um, we'll say goodbye to Shane as well. Take care. See you soon. Come on again, the pub where I was born He played it from the night time to the pace of early morn He served the souls of psychos and the men who had the horn And they all looked very happy in the morning But Jimmy didn't like his place in this world of ours Where the other man brought storm and he had too many pairs So I sad to see the grieving of the people that I'm leaving And he took the road for God knows in the morning We walked him to the station in the rain we kissed him as we put him on the train And we sang him a song of time's long gone Now we knew that we'd be seeing him again But sad to say I must be on my way So buy me beer of whiskey cause I'm gone far away I'd like to think I'll be returning when I can To the greatest ugly boozer and to Sally McLennan The years went by and twice the change I grew to be a man I learned to love the virtues of Sir Sally McLennan I took the chairs and drank the beers and crawled back home at dawn I ended up a barman in the morning I played the pump and took 
Jimmy's making money far away Some people left for heaven without warning We walked into the station in the rain We kissed him as we put him on the train And we sang them a song of times long gone Though we knew that we'd be seeing them again to say I must be on my way So buy me beer or whiskey Cos I'm going far away I'd like to think I'll be returning When I can To the greatest little boozer And to Sally McLennan When Jimmy came back home He was surprised that they were gone He asked me all the details Of the train that they went on Some people they are scared to come But Jimmy drank until he choked Took the road for heaven in the morning We walked into the station in the rain And we kissed him as we put him on the train And we sang him a song of times long gone Though we knew that we'd be seeing him again But I had to say I must be on my way So buy me beer and whiskey cause I'm going far away I'd like to think I'll be returning when I can To the greatest little boozer and to Sally McLennan (laughs) 